Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. It's an honor to stand behind this desk, but it's the sacrifices of what we would just watch that video about makes it possible for us to stand behind this desk and, and preach the word without having to worry about you know, anybody coming in and taking it or whatever as, as we live today. I said the world we live today is changing constantly. But as today, we still have that freedom. And so today is, we, we go to the word, Lord, I'm so thankful that we have that, we have that freedom. Today, if you will join me in the book of Revelations, chapter 3 and verse 20, if, if you will join me in the reading, I'm going to read just one verse and then we're going to share you a short thought today as with you today. Revelations 3 and 20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. Today, let's just go, let's look at Lord prayer today with this by this word. Lord, thank you, Lord Jesus. Touch me today, Lord Jesus. Touch my mind, Lord Jesus. Let me be anointed, Lord Jesus. Let this word that's on my heart today, Lord Jesus, let me be able to share it, Lord Jesus, like you gave it to me, Lord. Lord Jesus, let me touch this congregation, Lord Jesus, with this word. Lord Jesus, touch us and anoint us today, Lord, in Jesus' name. I'm going to share a word that there's a couple here that actually heard me share it last Sunday in Madison, but I, I battled with that today because I said, well, there are going to be a couple people here that's already heard me speak from this text and speak part of this word. But as I prayed and prayed, God kept carrying me back there. So I said, well, that word may not, it wasn't just for Madison's last Sunday. It was for somebody here today. And so as I kept praying last night and yesterday afternoon and then again this morning, it just kept driving it back and forth home with me. Today I'm going to talk to you for a few minutes about at the door. There are many doors or gates mentioned in the Bible. Throughout the Bible from the, from the beginning until the end of the Bible, there's many doors. There's the door of the ark, the door of the temple, the door of the tabernacle, the door of the tomb that even where they laid Jesus' body. There's many tombs throughout the, the Bible and refer to many doors of these, of these openings. A door is an opening of in, for entering or leaving a house, a tent, or a room. It's the, the part that divides the inside from the outside. A door is often throughout the Bible is used as figurative sense. Like in the Old Testament, the Bible says in Genesis 4, it says sin is, uh, sin is crouching at the door, which just means that sin is very near in our life. In the New Testament, Jesus calls himself the door. Faith in him is the only way to enter the kingdom of God. Through Jesus Christ, he is the door. He is the only door in our life. Today, I'm going to talk about, the next, I'm going to talk about a few different types of doors throughout the Bible. Paul was constantly 
he sought out a door for service. He, he sought for an occasion for ministry in the name of Christ. Brother Boyd talked about that in his first message, something about, you know, that Paul, he, he looked for opportunities to minister. He talked, and Brother Boyd talked about, he was talking about that this morning, and I just kind of confirmed some things in my heart. He was talking about how the whole church, we should all be looking for them doors. We should be looking for them opportune times in our life to share this word. God's going to put doors in our life. It's not going to be doors sometimes we're looking for. Sometimes it's going to be a door on the job. Maybe a fellow coworker that you've worked with for many days, for many years, and all of a sudden one day there's going to be that door open. They're going to ask you a question. They're going to have a problem in their life. And then that's a door in your life that they, that's going to be open. We should be, we should be seeking for them kind of doors. We should be seeking if it may be in a grocery store. We may be in a line behind someone. We may always, we, and I've, here just a couple weeks ago, I was sitting, I was, like Brother Daniel used to, I was sitting at the outside of the door, found me a place to sit when my wife and daughter was shopping. And when I was there shopping, while I was sitting there watching people, or watching, there's this gentleman sat down beside me. And we was there just for a few minutes. But in just them few minutes, God opened the door. And we talked about God. We talked about church. And we, different, different, our conversation went on. But, but God opened the door. There was a door in my life that was open that day. Was I there looking for, to witness to? Was I there looking, you know, did I have a Bible under my arm? No. I was sitting there excited about being there, <laughs> waiting on my wife and daughter to shop. <laughs> but, but, but there was a door in my life. God put a door there in all that excitement. Doors are an opening for the extension of the gospel. That's why in, in, in 1 Corinthians 16 and 9, the Bible says, For a great door and effectual is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. The door in this scripture is an opening for extensive extensions of the gospel. If we're wise, and wise men are looking and watching for these doors to open for in our life. A door of utterance, in the scripture in this, in this scripture, it refers to a great door. That is an extensive. That means a door that's going to be effective and require great, it's going to create, create and require great labors in our life. We're going to have to be prepared for these kind of doors to open in our life. Then opportunities and we affect, we have great results. There's many doors, like I said, in the Bible. Here we find Paul in Acts 14. He says, and when they were come and had gathered, they gathered the church together. They rehearsed all the God that had done with them and how he had opened the doors of faith unto the Gentiles. See there, he said he opened the door. There's going to be doors in our life that we open. There's going to be doors that God opens for us. When God opens doors, there's blessings are to pour out. Me and Brother Donnie was talking about it this morning and about his job and thing. When God opens doors in our life, sometimes we may there be there for just a season. Brother Donnie, I'm not getting into too much of his business, but Brother Donnie was worked at a job for a short period of time here in the, the, recently. And he said in his mind, he says, God, I think, put me there just for that short time to witness to one man. And that's how God does. Sometimes we can't figure out why 
we had to go here and this job didn't work out for us and we didn't we worked there but for, for a short time. But God sent us there. He opened that door for us to maybe to witness to who God needed us to talk to. So, we, so every time when we, and God opens doors of our life, blessings will be poured out. When we step through them doors that God opens for us. In Acts 12, Peter, we find Peter being sent to prison. It's not looking good for Peter. But in verse 13, or verse 12, we find Peter, or first part of chapter 12, we find Peter, an angel coming and rescuing him out of prison. We find him, then in verse 12, we find him going to Mary's house, where there's a group of people who've been praying for him because he was in prison. In verse 13, it says, and he, as and as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken, named Rhoda. And when she came, she knew Peter's voice, she not she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, Thou art mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then said they, It is an angel. But Peter continued knocking, and when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Here we find a group of people that were praying for a miracle to happen. Here Peter was in prison. The outcome didn't look good. And here they were praying. They had gathered around for a prayer meeting. Sometimes when our life, when everything starts going wrong, that we find ourselves in a prayer meeting. We're praying for a miracle. But just like here in, the, in Acts 12, where they were praying for this miracle, when Peter, the miracle happened, and Peter came, their miracle was on the outside of the door. But they couldn't believe that this was the miracle that had happened. And that's how we are so many times in our life. We, we praying for something, but are we truly believing that it to come to pass? Because even when it comes to pass, here we have Peter knocking at the door. Peter's on the outside of the door. And they say, well, it must just be an angel. You know, so they try to make up an excuse how this could come forth. How this could be, because we sometimes in our heart we're praying for something, but we don't believe it's really going to come forth, or we try to make an excuse or how it's not going to come forth. But when we really trust God, when our, sometimes our miracle, the door is what's separating us between us and our miracle. If sometimes the closed door stands between us and our miracle, God, open, God is asking for us to just open the door and allow our miracle to come forth. <clears throat> the second door, the third door I want to talk about today is in Matthew 25. We find this, the parable of the ten virgins. Verse 25 says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that, they, they that were foolish took their lamps and took, not, and took no oil with them. But the wise, wise took oil in their vessels with the lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and they all slept. And at, at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said unto the wise, 
give us oil, give us of your oil, and out of your lamps, give us oil out of your lamps, for ours lamps has gone out. But the wise answer saith, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you, but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. The bridegroom, when the bridegroom arrived, the virgins who was ready went with him, and the door was shut. Closed doors. God shuts. There's going to be a time, just like in these, this parable of these virgins. There's going to be a time when the door is shut. When the company had assembled, the master of the house shut the door. And thereafter, the servant was instructed not to allow anyone to enter, no matter how insistent they were. When the master shuts the door, it won't be opened. When the door is shut, it is too late. Is, is also in the, when you look at the book of, and, and the story of Noah and the ark, when God shut that door, the door was shut. It didn't matter how long, how many people were on the side, outside, how much they begged, but the door was shut. The door is a narrow door. The Bible says in Luke 13 and verse 23, says, Then saith unto him, Lord, are there few that will, that will be saved? And he said unto them, Strive to enter in at the straight gate, for many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in, and shall not be able. When once the master of the house is risen up, and hath shut to the door, and he began to stand without, and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. And he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not whence you are. Then shall ye begin to say, We have eaten and drunken in thy presence, and thou hast taught in our streets. But he shall say, I tell you, I, I know you not whence ye are. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. Jesus said many will seek to enter through that door. But this path to heaven is straight and it's narrow. And when the master shuts the door, the door is shut. Refer back to the scripture I read in the beginning. Jesus stands at the door and knocks, is knocking. Revelations 3 and 20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and I will sup with him and he with me. Today, Jesus, God's at the door knocking. Just in the day of Noah, I, remember, I was thinking about the story of Noah and the ark and I, growing up in church, it kind of rang, rang a bell with me. I thought about it, I says, here, Noah for 120 years had worked on this ark. But he didn't just work on this ark. He preached every day. He had kids that grew up with his kids. He was, his kids probably played around the workplace, played around them working on the boards, them cutting the timbers and sawing the lumber and making all this happen. You know, I just thought about this from, from my side growing up. 
I said, so many times in our life, we, the kids probably grew up around that ark being built. Sometimes probably during that time, you know, they left, had to listen to Noah preaching. And probably some of the time they probably said, well, I'll, 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 I'll turn, you know, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get my life right one day. And that's how I find myself so many times in my life growing up. Here I was around the church, growed up around the church, and I heard preaching, just like many more that I grew up with. But we took that for granted. And so many times the doors that was in our life was took for granted. And when, when God shut that door on the day of Noah, the door was shut. And all of them, no matter how much they had played with Noah's children, how much they had grew, how, much they had, how many times they had listened to the preaching, how many times they may have even helped carry a board up the ladder. How many times they may have nailed a board on the boat. I'm just, I'm not got Bible for this, but I'm just saying you because here he was working in the neighborhood. How many people may have actually helped him or actually been around him while he was doing this or helped his kids, playing his kids, throw the rocks while he was, while they should have been working in life. So that's, I just thought about that as, as how many times we take for granted. We come to church all of our life, and I heard this message preached all my life, but there was times in my life that if, it, if I'd been like the ten virgins, the oil had went out in my lamps. Today I'm challenging you that God is going to shut the door one day. In closing today, as I said, I wasn't going to be very long, but in closing today, there's going to be everybody here has got to stand at one of two, one of each one of these doors. You're going to stand at the door of, in Revelations where Jesus is then, God's at the other backside of the door knocking, wanting to come in. And that's where we're at today, I think, here. There's people here today in, in the sound of my voice. I feel this in my spirit. I feel that somebody here, God's knocking at the door. He's knocking at the door of your heart today. He's wanting to come in. But you can, if not careful, we can be like in Luke 13 where he, we strive to enter in that straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. When once the master of the house is risen up and hath shut the door, and ye begin to stand without and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. And he shall say, he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not whence you are. What side of that door are you going to be on? Today we have the opportunity to open the door to let God in our heart. As we stand today, I'm going to open these altars. But I want, to, I want everybody here today to, to consider themselves. Today you can open the door to God. But there's coming a day very quickly that when it's too late, when that door is shut and we're on the outside, he's going to say, Lord, I, I never knew you. So today... When you, if you have to, each one of us has to make that decision. Which way we're going to go? Are we going to walk out of the doors of this building today and actually shut that door on God one more time? 
Or are we going to come and let him let open our door, our heart to him today? As they pray, as they play and sing, I urge you to make that decision to come and open your heart to God today. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.